Hi everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We are delighted that you have joined us today and maybe you're in your automobile, maybe you're in your home, maybe you're listening on your phone or a tablet. We're just glad that you have joined us. My purpose in sharing the Word of God with you is that you may grow in Christ. If you're not a believer, we want you to become a believer in Jesus Christ. It'll be the greatest decision of your life. We have different folks who pray for the broadcast, who sponsor it, and if you would like to um, contribute in any way for equipment, etc., the production of this broadcast, we'd love you to be able to help in that way. You can contact me for more information at charisman1234 at gmail.com. That's my email. Or you can text 386-795-8494. Some of the folks who do sponsor us, two young ladies, and that is Tina Balblitz at Light of Hope Counseling Center. You can reach her at 410-245-4225. And she'd be glad to help you to go through perhaps a difficult time in your life. So many folks are uh, struggling emotionally, mentally, and we just want you to be able to have some help. Also, Kelly is a realtor. Maybe you're looking for a home. You're looking to buy a piece of property or sell a piece of property. You can reach her at 443 955-2465. Well, I love the Word of God, and I want you to love it as well. In Matthew 24, Jesus has talked about the destruction of the temple at Jerusalem. And the disciples are all enamored with this great piece of architecture and Jesus kind of chills their material thoughts by saying, there shall not be here one stone left on another. When we talk about stones, these are huge, huge stones that were, uh, I saw one were taller than a man and longer than automobiles. And so, massive stones. You say, well, how would they be turned over? Well, in AD 70, Titus and the Romans attacked Jerusalem. You can read about that in historical records like Josephus. And they set the place on fire. And as they did, the gold that was between these stones needed to be harvested by the Roman soldiers, so they just turned the place upside down to get to that gold. Jesus' prophecy came true some 40 years after he said it in A.D. 70. And so here we see that 
Our Lord is prophet, priest, and king. So the disciples came to him on the Mount of Olives. They left the temple, went up to the Mount of Olives, and they came to him privately asking him, when would that happen? And what would be the sign of his coming? And so Jesus is answering the second portion of the question in Matthew 24, the first portion of the question is recorded, some of it, in Luke 21. Let's go to verse 6 of Matthew 24, and what we will see there is verse 6, where Jesus is describing the signs of the times. You and I, the times which will be toward the end. Excuse me, I meant to add that. And so here, I'll share these again with you. There were, I believe, nine signs of the times that Jesus is going to address. And let me share those signs with you today. There are, I believe, nine of them. Number one, there will be false Christs, false messiahs, verses four and five. And we're seeing so many of them throughout the ages, but Jesus said that would be one of the signs. Then he said there would be wars and rumors of wars. As I've shared with you before, Jesus kind of takes a telescopic view when he's sharing these prophecies, he tells them some things that will come in their immediate lifetimes, then a little further and a little further, all the way out into the end times and into the future. And so he says there will be false Christs, verses 4 and 5, wars and rumors of wars. They would experience that as the uh, Romans would attack and plunder them. He said there would be famines, chapter 24 and verse 7, pestilences, all kinds of diseases, and earthquakes in diverse places. A huge, massive one will be right before the second coming of Jesus in glory. And we read about that in chapter 16, verses 18 to 20 in the book of the Revelation. Also, those that have not been raptured in the rapture of the church will have an opportunity to receive Christ, but it will cost them their life because they will not receive the mark of the beast in Revelation 13. Once you receive that mark, you can never be saved and that would be a tragedy. So if you do not receive Christ now, which I implore and plead you to do, then never receive that mark. If the church is caught up and caught away and raptured and you are still here, please do not receive that mark of the beast, but it will most likely cost you your life. Uh, Revelation chapter 6 talks about the martyrs that are uh, going to be during the tribulation. 
there will be false prophets. Man, we we have so many of them now. They're they're out on the internet. They're in our churches. They're in our colleges. They're they're everywhere. Pseudo prophetes, not telling the truth of the word of God. They're false prophets. And then there would just be this increase of evil. Jesus said toward the end, it would be like the times of Noah when every imagination was only evil continually. And so we see that going on today. It's just getting very, very polluted. He said, because of iniquity being abounding, the love of many will wax cold. Have you ever seen such a a heartless world that we seem to live in, a cruel world? Then number nine, the gospel would be preached and the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom would be preached in all the world. We know even during the tribulation that in Revelation 7, 144,000 um, messianic evangelists will be uh, preaching the gospel because in Romans 9 to 11, it tells us that will be Israel's time when many, many will come to Jesus Christ. As we get down to verse 6, here are some of the immediate signs that they would be experiencing and we're seeing in verse 8 that they were just the beginning of sorrows, and the word for sorrows is like birth pangs. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, Jesus said. Let not your heart be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, that word is ethnos, ethnic groups, tremendous hatred between the races and ethnicities, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, and in these days we're seeing of the spiking of uh, prices in food, I don't know what it's all due to. I don't think it's just the population. I think the weather, the climate, all those kind of things. But there'll be famines and pestilences, and we experienced a time like we haven't seen in a long time, a great shutdown with the COVID-19. And then it says we'll have earthquakes in diverse places. And I told you about the massive one, right before the second coming of Christ in glory. But he says, all these are just the beginning of these birth pangs. We know one thing, that if if you know anything about the end times, it tells us the persecution of true believers will increase. You may be experiencing that now, in America, but it's happening all over the world and intensifying. It says, then shall they deliver you to be afflicted. That means put under great pressures. They shall kill you and you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Isn't it amazing how 
the world wants us to tolerate any kind of weird, strange, sinful, immoral ideas that they present to us, but there's zero tolerance for true Judeo-Christian values. And then it says, and many shall be offended and shall betray one another. I believe that in the church today, the visible church, there are two kinds of people there. There are the wheat and the tares, as Jesus told us about. The wheat being true believers and the tares would be those that appear to be believers, but Jesus said, you don't know the difference till harvest time. One of them, and if you have wheat and tares growing together, they don't know until harvest time. I forget which one of it is, but at harvest time, one of them bends over. It says you'll hate one another. Man, we are seeing a lot of hate today for no apparent reason. It says, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. It is amazing when you listen to even some of the, quote, Christian stations, how much uh, false material, how many heretical ideas, how many false gospels are presented and in the name of Jesus but it's only in the name of Jesus because Jesus said that um, there is are two destinations, heaven or hell. One is a narrow road, that's to heaven. The other is the broad road, and that's to hell. It says, and few there be that find it. And yet we're seeing just so many be deceived by these false prophets, and one day they will be accountable for teaching people things that are not true. Verse 12, whenever you have an increase of sin, immorality, immoral lifestyles, and the me generation and the self generation, it says, because iniquity shall abound. And boy, are we seeing that today. The love of many shall wax cold. There's no shortage of self-love. There's just a shortage of love and compassion and care for your fellow man. Then the Bible says, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now, this is not a verse that teaches the, um, the possibility of losing your salvation. It means this particularly during the tribulation, if you are a person that has uh, rejected the mark of the beast, decided to follow Jesus as your Messiah, if you will endure to the end and reject the Antichrist system, the same shall be saved or the same shall be delivered. And during the time of the tribulation, the gospel of the kingdom, like I told you, by the 144,000 uh, will be uh, taught and shared throughout the whole world, and many, many will come to Christ. I do not encourage you to wait until that time because 
we need to receive him now when it's not the threat of death, etc. Gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Now, I'm going to just begin with a very complicated verse, but I want to hopefully make it simple for you. It says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth this, let him readeth, let him understand. Now, let me explain this to you. Once the church is raptured, the tribulation is divided into two halves. We know that the Antichrist, the pseudo-counterfeit Christ, will come on a white horse at the beginning of the tribulation, and he'll be speaking all kind of peace and everything. But in Daniel 9, 24 to 27, it tells us that he will make a covenant. And he's going to make this covenant that everything's going to be peaceful and wonderful and rosy. But in the middle of the tribulation, he causes the sacrifices of Israel to cease, etc. And we call that the abomination of desolation which was spoken of by Daniel the prophet. And you can read about that in Daniel 9, 27. But in chapter 11, in verse 31, there was a Syrian king by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes. And he wanted the Jewish religion wiped out. He lived during the time of 175, um, or ruled rather, 175 to 164 B.C., and that was 400 years after Daniel. So Daniel prophesied about this event, and his desire was to see um, as many uh, Israelis or many people from uh, the Jewish race, he wanted to persecute them. He wanted to stamp out the Jewish religion. And so he murdered thousands of Jews, women and children, and he desecrated their temple. The abomination of desolation takes place, will take place, in the middle of the tribulation, Daniel 9 and verse 27. So that's halfway through the tribulation. Now, there is no date or how we know except for the signs of the times when the church will be raptured. But once the church is raptured, once the tribulation begins, halfway through the tribulation at the abomination of desolation, according to Daniel 12 and verse 11, we know that three and a half years from that will come the second coming of Jesus in glory. 
And so that's pretty incredible. You can read about this abomination of desolation that was a prefigure by Antiochus Epiphanes, this Syrian king, how he desecrated the temple. He offered a pig on the altar and set up an image of a Greek god there. And you can read the history about that in the book of the Maccabees, the Maccabees. And that precipitated the Maccabean revolt. So you that are students can read all about that. And I don't want you to be confused. So just remember this as we close the broadcast today. The next event we're looking for is the rapture of the church, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, which will trigger the tribulation here on the earth. We'll be caught away, true believers will be caught up to be with Jesus in the clouds. The Antichrist will then be revealed here on the earth and halfway through there will be the abomination of desolation. So Jesus is talking to this future audience, and he says, when you see that, there's going to be great tribulation such as has never been seen before. And then according to Daniel chapter 12 and verse 11, once that event takes place, it'll be three and a half years and then our Lord will return in glory with his saints. What a glorious day that will be. You can read about that in Revelation chapter 19. Isn't the Bible exciting? Isn't the Bible interesting? Well, if you're listening today and you're not yet a believer, will you pray with me and receive Christ today? Pray this prayer, dear Lord. I realize that I am a sinner. Pray with me. And I repent of my sin that has offended you. And I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you and to be your true disciple. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Earl for Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. And I want you to know that God loves you, and I love you. If you'd like prayer, if you'd like to help support this ministry, then reach out and contact me by email at charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at gmail.com, or text me at 386 795-8494. God bless you. I love you.